Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, mate. It's Lou Sanders here. This is Cuddle Club. We are asking people uh, to divulge sort of personal information about their lives in well, in the guise of entertainment is cuddle club so i get to speak to jess foster today she's a comedian she's an actor so i basically asked jess all the questions i wanted to ask her and recorded it for prosperity so you can hear too hello jess oh, hi lou so nice to see you and you, lovely to see your face. I wish I could give you a real cuddle. I know. Well, one day. Mm. I I have got so much to ask you in a friendship sense, and we haven't spoken for a while. So You've said that in a way as in, like, I've got so much to ask you in a friendship sense before we move on <laughs> to the sexy stuff. <laughs> it really sounded like, I'll get, the, I'll get the boring platonic questions out of the way. And then, and then let's love. fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, two different approaches to the deed, it seems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you what I want to ask you because we haven't had time to catch up. So I'm just going to treat this like my own personal podcast. Okay, catch up. Um, how did you propose to your girlfriend? Also, congratulations. I think we say congratulations first, don't we? Yeah, I think we do. And normally, yeah. I mean, it's an amazing opening question. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely no fucking about, is there? No sort of emotional no, no, no. warm up. No. Just straight in, grab me by the bollocks. How did you propose to your girlfriend? Yeah. And I know um, you proposed to her. I do have that tidbit of information. Um, so I decided I we had spoken, my girlfriend and me, about getting married in that way that you talk about getting married. But, you know, not like, oh, we definitely meant it, but it wasn't like something that was going to actually happen soon. We'd only been together a year and a half. Yeah, and then I was down in Dorset visiting family and I, I just had a wave of decisiveness and bought a ring and, um, Bloody, and then yeah, started thinking about it. how to do it. And I, I actually, I, um, and then, and then because we had a, like a tiny little glamping holiday coming up, I just was like, right, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'll buy a ring and I'll do it. I'll do it then. And, um, and I, and I, I'm very glad. I think I know myself well enough to know that I needed a short run up to it because then I was so fucking nervous I've, I don't recall having been so nervous about anything. I was, I was then, I literally doing about 10 shits a day, Lou. I was wow. so nervous. It was horrible. And the other thing is when I get really nervous in a way that I sort of can't control or exercise my way out of or distract my way out of, I become very irritable. So my girlfriend 100% didn't see the proposal coming because for a week 
before the proposal, I was absolutely horrid to her. Right. Yeah, really yeah. snappy, really arsy. And I think the other thing that was happening, sorry, this maybe isn't the romantic story. We'll get to the romantic bits. But I was like, I, 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 because as soon as I'd made the decision, and I wasn't going to waver from the decision, but I started doing a thing which I hate, and I sometimes do it around landmark birthdays and stuff like that, where I started putting my putting my life in the context, putting what's happening now in the context of the rest of my whole life and catastrophizing, like in that way where you're like, oh, um, you know, uh, uh, well, you know, she does this very slightly annoying thing. What? that's going to be forever now. Or like really catastrophizing going, well, she doesn't love my kid as much as I love my kid. Like anyone fucking ever will. Like, oh God, what am I doing? I should never, you know, or like, well, it's good now. Everything's amazing now, but surely it won't be in five years. What am I doing? Like just putting everything in the context of forever, which destroys all fun, all joy. I've learned it about work. I don't do it about work. I don't set goals in that way for myself because I find it's not how I function. I need to enjoy the journey. I need to enjoy the moment. But I had this week of just suddenly turning everything into... uh, Also, for context, I've never, ever cared about getting married before. Mm. I've never wanted to be proposed to or to propose before. I don't know if it's relevant. It's my first proper relationship with a woman, but I don't... I've never, I don't know if that's relevant. I don't know. I've just never given a shit before. And then suddenly it just felt this extremely fun idea. Um, Because I think, I think the older I've got, actually the more sort of like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. I feel the less sensible and the more like, sure, if something's good, make it as good as it can possibly be. Make it the maximum good. Like cash in, cash in on the lovely bit of. It's such a, it's such a shame she said no. (laughs) (laughs) I no, think there God. were times where, because I I continued to be moody after I proposed. Where did you? Yeah. What well, after she? Hang on. Tell. Get to the bit where you said how I did do it. Do us a favour. Yeah. What do she said if you cried and stuff. So we went to um, do us a favour. Let's stick this on your bloody finger, mate. That's how I'm going to do. Do you want to wear that for the rest of your life? Do you want to wear this? Do you want to wear this woman for the rest of your life? Oh, God. No, um, get to the real bit. Yeah. Okay. So we went glamping. And um, when we got there, it was like, it was billed as a, it was sold as a romantic um, glamping experience. And we got there and it was a very lovely, like, hut with wheels surrounded by a horse's paddock. But when we got there, unromantically, the lady um, said... Um, I'm afraid the people who stayed here and left this morning, I've been in a panic because they burnt down all the they burnt down the blinds. They'd got cunted, they got wasted, this couple, and they'd got the blinds wet. I do not want to know how. Whoa. Um, they'd got the blinds wet and then they tried to dry them out on the open fire. <laughs> So, um, so, so, and this woman had kids who were like playing around the hut. So I was like, this is not, it's not a sexy holiday. If you've got no blinds and if there isn't two kids looking in, there's a great big horse or her looking in your window. So I was a bit like, oh God, this isn't this romantic. Also, my heart rate was fucking going. I decided to do this thing where, so Steph, my fiance had uh, a a few weeks before this um, done, we'd had a cocktail called Amaretto Sours where you get a cherry on it with a stalk. And she'd done, she'd gone, oh, I, um, 
oh, I can do a thing with those. And she'd got the stalk and like tied it in a knot in, inside her mouth with her tongue. And then everyone's like, oh, that's amazing. And then, and, and it's one of the reasons I, I couldn't love her more is um, she then absolutely ruined that brilliant trick by sort of getting cocky and doing it again. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, all right. I mean, we were, we we're quite impressed the first time, but I'm not really sure why you're doing that again. And this time, because she did it again, I saw her like, tie it with her hand first and then no yeah and I was no. like oh it's a trick and she was like ah yeah and she told everyone this trick and I was like why do you do it twice you had it at the first one she yeah and and it tickled me so I thought how I wanted to propose is I was going to because she also as part of the trick said it's physically impossible to actually do it with your tongue and I was like I bet it's not. right and so I want <gasps> I I spent weeks in front of her I learned to make amaretto sours at home and I bought cherries that had the stem on and I spent weeks practicing pretending to practice to do it with my tongue which I did actually learn to do it's not impossible really yeah and I kept the first one I ever learned to do with my tongue and I put it inside a tiny plastic bag with the ring and I wanted to put I wanted to I was going to hide that in my mouth and then I wanted to like say, oh my God, oh my God, come here, come here. I've actually done it. I've tied it in a knot. And then, and then like the trick would be that I then get the ring out and propose. Um, and I, th- I think that's a romantic idea. That's but lovely. in reality, um, what happened is, so I was very anxious, wait, waiting for this lady and her children and her horses to just go away. And then the woman comes past on a horse <laughs> with her kids behind her saying, I'm just with my little ducklings going for a ride. And then, <laughs> and Steph was, poor Steph, because I was going, how long do you, how long's a horse ride take? And she was like, I don't know, who cares? And I was like, um, so I was just sort of, and also I needed her to go away for a second, yeah. or at least turn around for a long time or something, so I could put the ring in my mouth. And um, I was so scared about swallowing it, first yeah. sort of inkling I got that it was maybe a shit idea. Um, and then, uh, and then, eventually she went in to get some crisps and I quickly did it then. And then I was so panicked that as soon as she came out and sat down, I just went, I just got on my knees and was like, I've done that thing with the cherry thing. And she was like, what? And I was like, I've done that thing with the cherry stem. And she was like, all right, like that. And then I just got this sort of flobby bag out of my mouth. (laughs) And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm proposing. And she was like, what? And she just, because it was so shambolic, she just didn't understand what was going on. She was like, what's going on? And I was like, I got the ring out. And like, then I was like, will you, will you marry me? And she was like, um, is this for real? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then it was just, she was stunned. And she was like, yes, yes. But then she was like, is this real? Are you really, is this real? And I was like, yeah, I think what I meant to do, and I sort of was explaining it and stuff. And then like, so it just sort of was very scatty, but it was very lovely. And then it just as it sort of sunk in and suddenly both of us sort of started to feel really like lovely and emotional. Clip, clop, clip, clop. No. Back, come. <laughs> The woman, the little ducklings, chips. the little ducklings. <laughs> the way that it had panned out, when Steph told her mum, she, her mum said, "How did she propose?" Steph said, "I went to get some crisps, and I came back, and she was kneeling in, kneeling in the grass." <laughs> Which actually really is the succinct version of the story. Now, what are arms for if not for snuggling? Um, first cuddle, you remember? God, I've just remembered a cuddle. I've just remembered a cuddle that definitely wasn't the first cuddle I remember, but I've remembered a really, a really intense cuddle. Go on. Do you want this one? This was into well into adulthood, and I was I was well I was well cuddled as a child, um, I believe. Um, 
I was working in a coffee shop. I was in my early, late teens, early 20s, a student working in a coffee shop in Broccoli. And um, uh, a man, it was one of those very sweet independent coffee shops that had regulars, like proper regulars. And um, uh, this man came in called Pav and he'd come in all the time. um, And his big brown eyes at like, puppy dog eyes uh older guy like in his late 40s and I was whatever anyway it was um I don't know he just had such kindness coming off him and um and we'd have a little chat like about things in the world but we weren't like mates or anything uh, and anyway one day he came in and um he just had sadness coming off him like pumping oh. off him and I was like are you all right and he went and I think it was just that I was so stunned by his, um, I don't know, just the openness of it. But I couldn't not say you all right. And then he said, no, like my mum's died. And um, and with a counter between us, but I went, do, do you want to cuddle? And it was just very instinctive. And he was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't, it was like uh, the zero negative creepiness. There was no creepiness. Yeah, yeah of course. And then yeah. we just had a really massive cuddle. That was probably the most like... You know, unplanned, cut, because actually when someone tells you something that awful and you can see it and feel it coming feel off it. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does you just as many favours to be able to give them a cuddle as it does them to get one. Yes, yeah. That is, I mean, that is premium cuddle club content. Yeah. <laughs> That's a certain thing. Yeah. That's a certain thing we're after. That's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Like the power of a cuddle. Yeah. From also, it's just the kindness of strangers of like, you'll be okay. Like people looking out for you that you don't even know, let alone, yeah. you know. I'm really into cuddles. I think they're like, I, I saw my um, a mum recently outside and um, I know we're not supposed to go anywhere near each other, but um, but, but up until the recent change in um, sort of tier rules, whenever, when this is yeah. the, the current time and not where I am, I'm not meant to meet anyone indoors. And, um, but I had been, you know, I'd spent the summer, I'd sort of broken the seal and then I'd made a point of seeing my mum very regularly because she's caring for lots of people and I want, I've want i wanted to help. And so anyway, um, we met up recently and, uh, and met outside for my kid's birthday. Um, and at the end, we had a goodbye cuddle that felt like a special cuddle because you could feel the worry off both of us that it might be an unnaturally long time this time. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh yeah, no, don't worry about that. It's just a case of me coming around and cuddling you and um, uh, I know. Would you rather go out with someone who got you loads of presents or was really affectionate? I think I know the answer, but you go for it. Or other stuff, word affirmation. Well, I think it's a tricky one, actually. I mean, obviously, I'd rather have affection than those other things. But I think I'm I'm, I'm at the moment trying to work out where my um, the reality of my boundaries lie in terms of how much reassurance I need. I thought I just needed someone to let me get on with it work-wise. Um and I think that is mainly it, but I, I, cause what's but your I, language of love? It's more like, what's your language of love? Do you need to fuck? Do you need a word affirmation? Do you need affection? Do you need presence? Do you need time attention? Like they pick you up and d- uh, carve oh. out date night. It's that kind of thing. God. Affection. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I think in terms of verbally, it needs to be just, oh God, being able to read, but a sort of almost impossible thing I need from partners where I need them to be able to read when I just need to be able to even be left to get on with it. Sometimes like an offer of, do you want me to read that? I find like annoying, <laughs> even oh, though really? it's, but no, but it's only annoying because it's like, um, do I, I need to decide whether I do, because what do I, I don't, I don't want to be someone who needs you to read it just so you can go, it's amazing. Even if you don't think that. So yeah, I need yeah, to yeah, be yeah. honest with myself about whether I'm ready for the constructive criticism of someone whose opinion I fucking respect and often yeah. do need. And I've had amazing, I've had amazing notes on stuff from my partner. So um, it's just, I'd, it's just, I think there's some complicated emotional politics that come with verbal help and actual physical help. With some, I don't need to be picked up. Um, I need to be able to rely on her. Um, to sort of, if she's going to commit to a thing, to do, go through with it. And a lot of that is more to do with my kid than me. Um, because, uh, you know, I think you just instinctively find out once you're parenting someone, but if it's much harder for a new step parent to come in and, you know, you very quickly learn that you can't make a promise to a three or four or five year old and then not do it without yeah. like wrecking their hour. Um, yeah. uh, stuff like, I don't know. I mean... I think huge adaptability from partner. I don't know, but I definitely, it's definitely like intimacy. And I think the stuff that gets hormones going that keeps that like the intensity of love rumbling all the way through, even if it's in the background of everything that you're doing. I think the thing is, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to be that guy who needs loads of people to tell them how amazing they are all the time. Because also I think, well, we've both learned it. I think when you do the job we do, you learn at some point in your career, you learn that happiness lies in not needing that reviews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even from friends and peers, that external affirmation cannot be what you're doing it for. It has yeah. to be for the love of doing it. And you can't yeah. ever claw your way out of that. And also it is the real world. It exists. It happens. And you can give it out. It's lovely to give it out. Tell someone yeah. when you think what yeah. they're doing is amazing. 
and that but it's a different thing to needing it I yeah think. when um, people need it it's so off-putting and me myself included because we all go through those phases yeah. but also it's pointless anyway because if you don't give it to yourself you don't believe it when someone's mm. saying to you that was good you think yeah you would say that you fucking prick <laughs> all the numbers relate to your soul could be good or you could be foul 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 how good are you at cuddles on a scale of one to ten um, Be honest, Jess. You can float your boat on this one. You can toot your boo-boos. You can toot oh, your boo-boo. How good. Toot my boo-boo. How good am I at cuddles? Is your kid cuddly? Because he's about oh, four now. Four sure, or five. Cuddly. Is it? It depends what sort of cuddles you like, doesn't it, really? I'm, I think I'm really good at cuddles. I think I'm like an eight, nine out of ten at cuddles. I'm quite short, so that's why I've not gone for a ten. So I'm trying to lean in and be confident with my answers. But yeah, the thing girl. is... My son, much like me, gives, we give very, we're both quite strong. <laughs> I think we give quite like, whoa, quite full yeah. on cuddles. Yeah. And um, I don't know, every now and again, like my mum's like a little sparrow. I think, oh, I, don't, I sort of have to hold back a bit so that I don't, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm hurting her. Or, yeah, you know, I whoever know you are. I think I'm quite a, a big squeeze. Cuddler. As your parents get older, you cannot, you can't squeeze them like you they're like you hamsters. Might cr- yeah, they are. Your parents do become like hamsters whose little backs you might break yeah. if you give them too much of a big crushing squeeze hug. Uh, when I come in to hug my stepdad, he says, "Mind my neck." <laughs> I'm a lot. <laughs> I'm a lot more. <laughs> I used to know someone who, um, when they were hugging, it was an older gentleman, and when they were hugging. Um, uh, they would he he would squeeze so tight, and he'd almost he'd lift you off the floor if he could, and then God. he'd pat you very hard on the back oh, at the end of it, like a really toxically masculine hug. And yeah. once um, with a a woman of our generation in the family, um, he did that, couldn't get her off the floor, and then he smacked her on the ass. No, really big hard <laughs> pats to the buttocks. <laughs> she enjoy it? No. Lunch came up? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Lunch came up. (laughs) Good at the high mick manoeuvre though, he'd be. He's just got to find his place to shine. Totally, around choking people. From cradle to podcast, maybe the true listening is with our hearts. This comes under the category of best, worst, weirdest. Okay. Like, you don't have to say anything, but if you can remember, well, the man in the cafe, that, mm. I mean, that's, it doesn't get better than Pav, does it? No, dear Pav. I'm glad I, I didn't make a bad to. Pavlova joke when it was such a deep bitch. <laughs> very good of me. Well, we became very close friends, actually, but very briefly, like very, like really briefly. And it was almost like the friendship sort of dissolved once he was all better. Oh, um, you were also, him. No, I don't know if it was, that makes it sound really arrogant, but he also, I was like freakishly much younger than him. And um, I don't know, it was just an odd, it was an odd pairing for a friendship, really. People um, come in and out of your lives when you need they them. do. I like yeah. that. Yeah. We don't need to cling on to uh, old school friends, get lost, you losers. You can update and upgrade. No, that's not the message of the piece. I think I probably did start fancying him and that ruined it. I think that's oh. probably what happened. Very quick to fancy people around me in my 20s. Um, uh, if they were if someone nice to me. Would you like a girl on me? That was my ethos. Yes. Um, so 
yeah. Best, worst, creepiest cuddles. Um, or, or have you ever been turned on by a cuddle when you shouldn't have been? Or oh, not yeah. when you shouldn't have been, but like, you know, you cuddle someone and you're like, there's electricity here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Everyone definitely. in your 20s. Everyone. <laughs> Just everyone in my 20s. No, it's funny, isn't it, sometimes? Um, even with, um, God, it's a while ago now, but when I, when I first started realising, well, not realising, so so for me, sort of queerness uh, sort of turned up in my early 30s. I don't think I've been bisexual, pansexual, or whatever. I don't think I've been queer my whole life and in a closet because mm. I had loads of opportunities to fancy women or fall for women and I didn't ever um yeah. like loads of some really juicy opportunities and like a bit of few kisses or whatever off my box like out mm. of my noodle yeah, yeah but like yeah. N- you know whatever I genuinely if I stop and I'd ask myself the question you know with a big open heart and be like mm, and if I stopped and thought about it I was like no I don't I don't fancy women and then something something fundamentally changed I don't know what but about age sort of 32 and in my um in my sort of slow awakening to that, there were some weird, like, moments of really unexpected chemistry with women. Where I'd be, like, someone I... I remember distinctly someone I met once on a job, and I'm not going to say who it is, but an older woman who, you know, I don't... We had... It was utterly in the stars because I didn't know anything about her. There'd been no conversation. It was like standing around in a green room before a job. And it was like, just the minute I got to standing near her, it was like, Oh God. Like fuck, fuck. I'd like, I'd, I'd like to get off with you. But, and then, and then I sort of thought about it a bit. I wonder what that's about. Like that magnetism, that chemistry, but um, also it wasn't on the cards. Like I was nowhere near. I think that's maybe one of the first times I'd ever fancied a woman. And also I was like, had that thing. Do you get this where you're like, I wonder if she's got any clue that that's my experience yeah. of that standing yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. she could have utterly clueless. This isn't someone who was available or was, I don't think was flirting with me. It was just like, well, I think, I wonder if it was entirely in my own head and pants. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know when it's really intentional, like surely they yeah, can feel yeah, these, yeah. these sparks. And they're not love sparks, they're lusty sparks. But, but I, yeah. I don't know because I think everyone must have it around, like say someone like David Beckham uh, <laughs> or Justin Bieber, a newer, a newer version. Like someone who's just like people, like, I guess maybe the other person feels it and they don't. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, do you tell us this one. Who would you most like to cuddle? Everyone's going to say me. Who would you like most like to cuddle alive, dead, human, human or other? Oh, big question. Yeah, we ask the big questions here on CC. Yeah, there's no small talk on Cuddle Club. <laughs> hmm. Straight to the gritty shit. I'd really like to cuddle. Oh, I've cuddled. I've cuddled Dawn French. She was my. She was my dream person to cuddle. I, I did a job with her and, and I was an absolute prick because I was so starstruck. At first I was like really aloof 
like in a finishing oh, bit no. mood. And yeah. then I became like a, st- because I was overcompensating for that, like this stammering, yes. stammering yes, prick. Yes, was yes. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and I could, and I'd, every time I was near her, I just, I just keep sort of just talking. And, and in the end, I'd have to sort of walk away because the words wouldn't, just words oh, wouldn't stop coming out. No. Anyway, by the end of the job, I got a lovely, I got a lovely cuddle. Oh, she um, was trying to calm you down, I bet. Probably trying to just like, yeah, cuddle. It's a nice signifier that the conversation's over and goodbye. Goodbye, strange. I'll pop you back on the stool. Fucking <laughs> weird, curly-haired sycophant. Um, she's just very cuddleable energy. She's got cuddleable energy. Um, yeah. mm, I don't. Yes, that one's achieved. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Of well, you've got another opportunity. Yeah, you've got another opportunity to tell the universe. I'll tell you mine while. Well, that I've just thought of while we're waiting to okay. take the pressure off while you're thinking. Yeah. Now and um, my. I think I want a baby uh, in the end. In the end, I do. So it's my new baby. Like, yeah, my unborn child when it's born. That's really nice. And beyond. I'll give it more than one cuddle (laughs) when it's born. Cuddle it, off it goes. Oh, that's really nice. Mm. Um, Good luck beating the hosts, I suppose. (laughs) No, I know. I love to cuddle a baby as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's I, their deal. That's what they, that's their kind of one deal, isn't it? It's all they've got to give. Mm. Oh, actually, their laughs are quite good. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'd like a cuddle from Steve McQueen. Oh yes. Yeah. Did you see his exhibition at the time? I did. You know. Well, so did I, and it's not often I can say that. <laughs> no, me neither. It's amazing. Yeah, I think he's so. Uh, what's like uh, the word is omniscient for all knowing, but he's like all talented. Like he's the most. Mm. He's a, a visionary, but also he's just like a big. Him I mean, he's a big guy who could just he could he could give as good as he got cuddling me and he can hug some of his hug some of his talent off on me yeah we we, we don't know if he's good at everything we haven't seen him dancing but... mm, come on let us in when do you most need a cuddle a hangover when i first yes. woken up and i don't mind if that's a sexy cuddle actually please too yeah stick a little something in for mummy <laughs> so this is the end where i give you a cuddle and you see if you can feel it and then you give me a cuddle and we don't school them because it's not what it's about anymore okay <laughs> anymore was it at the beginning Lee? <laughs> Com- yeah competitive cuddling um also you won a totally useless prize for coming oh. on the podcast okay. um as a queer lady mm. i've got you a lucky dong bag <laughs> <laughs> But it has got me on the front, yeah, so use it as great. you wish, you Thank know. You. Uh, you can also, you could give it to a young couple, a young hetero couple, as if mm-hmm. they haven't had enough, am I right? Uh, so I come in and give you a cuddle, so you just close your eyes and I'm going to come in. I'm really hugging in. I put my put my little head on your, um, on your shoulder there, on your chest, yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't squeeze it too hard. And then away I float. I just float okay. away. Was that lovely? Yeah, quite nice, yeah. Okay, then you come in to me. And everyone at home can just imagine that Jess is cuddling them now, actually. With me. Giving you a nice cuddle. Squeeze. Lovely time. And done. And done. <laughs> That's what I said at the end of the cuddle. <laughs> That's it. And done. Uh, and done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. I was like, yeah. Okay, it was lovely to talk to you. And, and you, thank darling. you. Thanks, Thanks for so, me. so much. So that was Jess Foster Q. What a lovely episode. Please, if you don't already, do follow Jess online. She's Jessica Foster Q. You'll need help with the spelling, of course. Uh, F-O-S-T-E. And then it's Q like Q Gardens. So she's Jessica Foster Q on Twitter and on Instagram. I've got a surprise for you because it's also Jessica Foster Q. Ooh, do subscribe to her Hoovering podcast. It's called Hoovering and it's a podcast about food. And I've been on it and it's really fun and you get free food. <laughs> Alright, see ya later. Ooh, uh, if you don't mind, subscribe, rate, review. I'm told to say that. I don't really like to say it because I believe in free will, but they do ask me to ask you to say it, and I'm nothing if not uh, diligent. Is that the right word? Obedient. I'm obedient. Oh, yeah, I need to also tell you, remind you, um, CC everybody in if CC stands for Calligraph. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.